everyone. Welcome back to the Where If You Take You podcast. I am Kayla Bowker and I'm here with my amazing co-host Aaron Oliphant. We are here to chat triathlon, life, and everything in between. We come to you approximately every week. Sometimes we miss a week due to due to due to that that life that we like to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> but we come to you about once a week here, um, sharing our stories of how triathlon has shaped our life, things that we've learned from it, and any answer your questions and provide you with content that hopefully you like to hear. Before we dive into this week, which we're going to be talking a bit about uh, Oregon 70.3 uh, race week, before we dive in, you can send us questions to www.whereyoufeettakeyou.com slash podcast. And the best way to support us, because uh, we'd love your support, is to share us on social media. So uh, share that you're listening to our podcast or send people our way, um, the that support kind of gets us out there and allows other people to see the podcast. The other way is, of course, to send us questions. We like to answer them. We want to answer your questions. We want to provide you with the content that you want to hear from us. Um, over the years, we have a large collective of just tri- uh, not necessarily even triathlon experience, though we've got about 13 to 15 years of triathlon experience between the two of us, but we have a large amount of competition experience. Aaron was a uh, Division One swimmer, a very good Division One swimmer, as well as coached for a lot of years. I was a Division One track athlete and ski racer for many years. So we've got a lot of overall experience within the sports world and through that a lot of ups and downs we've been through it all and we are more than happy to share our experience to hopefully help you find passion in whatever it is that you're searching for so thanks for joining us and yeah we're gonna dive in before we do Aaron how's it going I know (laughs) (laughs) well I relatively know how it's going but why don't you share for the listeners what happened over the weekend (laughs) Um, you know, I'm in okay spirits, so that's good. Um, this weekend went out to Pine Top again, um, which is quickly becoming one of my favorite places just a weekend trip. Um, got a good two hour, 15 minute session on the trainer at altitude, which actually felt really good towards the end of it. Um, then went out mountain biking and towards the end of the day, I was going down like a rock waterfall too fast and must have hit my brakes in the air and the bike kind of went front wheel down back wheel up so the bike was vertical and I flew off my mountain bike going 20 plus miles per hour so currently in a shoulder sling uh shoulders a bit separated really don't have any mobility whatsoever I was able to type with two hands today so that was exciting um but in a lot of pain and training is definitely derailed as of now, um, but confident that I will get back to it and be in shape for Kona. 100% confident over here that you can. Um, I know that I've seen quite a few athletes that have had, you know, nasty, nasty shoulder injuries. Um, my one of the first I texted you. My the first one that came to mind was Ruth Astle, who's a now professional athlete, but at the time she was an age grouper. And around similar time frame, like thirteen weeks out ish from from Kona in two thousand nineteen, she fell and sh- like nasty surgery on her shoulder, and ended up going. Didn't do a lot of swimming, but ended up winning Kona in with a much slower swim than you will have. You could swim never 
between now and Kona and you probably still a, a faster swim than a lot of people. So yeah, for right now we're managing Aaron's pain and that's about it. Yep. So it's something, if there's one thing I'm confident in my ability to do at this point in my athletic career, it's come back from injury. I uh, have had a lot of surgeries, unfortunately. This is the first like, well, second upper body injury, but I like that it's upper body better than lower body, I guess. So feeling good about that because I'll be able to bike and run sooner. Yeah. You should be able (laughs) to. Which are my weak points. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, we talked about it kind of comes at a good time frame. You were going to have a funky couple weeks of training anyways. So while the the injury is not ideal, silver lining, it was going to be funky anyways. So. Yeah, can't race USAT Nationals anymore, which I'm super bummed about because I actually love that race. It's one of my favorite races. It's just fun to go out there and sprint for a little over two hours and just see what I can do. But um, ultimately, it's $300 down the toilet, and I can probably do it again next year. So whatever. That's okay. It is a bummer. That's a fun race. There's something really cool about it. But yeah, you said you're in, you know, good spirits, which we like to see. So where are you? How are, what are you focusing on right now? Where, what are you, besides obviously managing the pain, how are you keeping your spirits up? Really just not thinking too much about training right now. Usually I would be a mess trying to figure out ways to train, but I'm kind of just letting my pain dictate what I can do. Um, today's the first day where I haven't been on an intense painkiller. And so right now it's just focusing on getting through the day and taking each day at a time. And I'm in Iowa for the next two weeks for work. So just going to maybe do some walks there or maybe it will feel good enough to start running. Probably not, but maybe, I don't know. Just going to take each day at a time. Yeah. Staying present over, right. We talk about this a lot, like the idea of staying really present and focused on where you are right now in this time and space versus trying to think like, oh, I have Kona in, in 13, 14 weeks. Because yeah. no matter what, whether you're injured or not, right, you can't get to Kona until you get through this. It's a good, you know, space to be in and f- focusing on getting through each day in the way that your body needs to be your best self is kind of where you have to stay. Yep. And I think we've talked about it before that all the work we've done in the past doesn't just die off and no. go away once we're injured and have to take time off or even when we're not injured but just need time off. Um, that work is still there to back you, and I'm confident that I've done enough work, especially enough aerobic work throughout the course of my life where I'm going to return. I'm still going to have a pretty solid aerobic base, and it will just come to sharpening, kind of trying to get the volume up as much as my body will allow. and just be confident that that work's going to back me at Kona. Yeah. I think that's a good reminder too, is that really backing yourself in the training that you've done. And like you said, knowing that you've put this, you have this good aerobic base and that doesn't disappear in one week or two weeks or three. It doesn't even disappear in three weeks sometimes, you know, it, yeah, it may feel, you may feel it, but it's not going away and it'll come back quickly and staying, you know, really kind of focused in that space. I always kind of think that I was always find it not necessarily easier to come back, 
easy to come back from injury is not the right word, not the right phrase at all. Um, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it, it can be one of those things where it can almost give you, if you utilize it appropriately, give you like a really good focal point, right? Because when you're in the day to day, like all the time, like this constant, you're just in the grind, right? When it's, you're not injured and that's a great space to be in and that's where we want to be, right? We don't necessarily want to be injured. That's not what I'm getting at. But I always found that whenever I came back from an injury, like when I got hit by the car in Arizona or when I, after I had kids or even honestly, after this current shoulder injury, similar, similar shoulder injury that you're having since I sub, I subluxed mine is this, this feeling of like, okay, you see these like quick, you can, excitement almost for not being injured, but this excitement and curiosity of focusing on once I can get back to doing what I want to do, like the change can happen quickly and being excited for, okay, well, yesterday I couldn't swim more than a thousand yards, but this week I'm now swimming 1500 yards. And seeing that that gain happen a lot faster can be really motivating. And so whenever I was in, whenever I've had to deal with injuries or having kids or whatever, that's what I focused on and getting excited and kind of getting curious of, Hey, this is, this is what we can make gains in. You know, we can make gains in your biking. We can make gains in your running. And, and maybe we, you know, swimming, we just focus on shorter, lower key efforts as we can, knowing that we can handle the swimming at the, at the long run and see what kind of silver lining there can be in the other pieces. And that was always how I stayed really motivated through, you know, injuries. Not that we want them, but sometimes it's almost easier no, but- to come back from them in a way. <laughs> it's definitely not ideal, but I know I can handle it. I know it will be fine. And if yep. anything, I don't have to stress about not having access to a pool for two weeks right before USAT Nationals. There you so, go. <laughs> there's something to that, yeah. <laughs> there you go. Silver lining. Always so, you know, a silver lining. It, of course. So, Kayla, how are you doing? I know it's race week for you. Are you getting excited? I am. I am getting excited. I feel like it's been a while since I've been able to say it's race week. And, I mean, it kind of has. St. George was the last time I raced, which was May 7th or something like that. So we're going on eight plus weeks, eight weeks. It feels a lot longer than only a couple, two months, I guess. No, I think we're closer to almost 12 weeks. I don't know. I'm losing track here. But um, yeah, I think I'm feeling okay. Uh, I know I mentioned in, in kind of my last, the last episode that we chatted that I was on a bit of a forced rest for two days. I think it helped. I felt okay. I still struggling a little bit with feeling like kind of having some like good ability to find speed. So I did those two days off last week and then I had a run and then I got back into it and had, you know, a run, a bike and a, and a swim. They were both, all three of them were a little bit more volume, but fairly easy. I got done with the run and that went okay. And then the bike went, the swim went mediocre. And then the run was just, or the bike was a disaster. Like I felt like garbage and I felt like I needed to go take a nap afterwards and like all these things still. And so I scheduled some blood work immediately to get done because I was like, this is just, something's just wrong with me. I shouldn't feel trashed after the sessions that I did. Like I should have been able to do all three sessions and feel okay. Like they were not hard or anything along those lines. 
So I ended up getting some blood work done, um, and then it didn't really show anything, unfortunately. Well, fortunately, I should fortunately didn't show anything, but also <laughs> unfortunate that it, it didn't have some of the key markers that I was looking for. Like I was looking for ferritin levels, um, cortisol levels, um, DHEAS, which is a hormone through your thyroid or your adrenal glands and, and everything. Um, and it didn't have those. It did show that my, my iron saturation and my iron levels were fine, which they've always been fine. Um, my, um, thyroid level, my THS levels were fine. Um, but again, it didn't have like white blood cell counts and everything. So I get those tested on Thursday and those are kind of, will kind of show probably more if I have something going on, but yeah, so those levels were fine. So that was kind of like, okay, well, at least, you know, some of that stuff is showing okay. I had a pretty good weekend um, and my body seemed to be absorbing the training a lot better. Like I got through all my training over the weekend of like I had a three-hour ride on Friday with a runoff that went really well. Followed that up the next day with a three-hour ride and then a long swim and those went decently. And then I ended up being able to execute my, my – uh, 18 miler on Sunday that went very slow, but I executed. So, pro you know, and then I had a bit of a rough day it's yesterday. progress. Yep. But a good day today, relatively speaking. I nailed my tempo efforts. I didn't nail my ride. I nailed my tempo efforts and then my runoff um, in the blistering heat. Uh, progress. So progress. So I'm, I, I'm, I'm optimistic. I actually left the weekend optimistic. Whereas for the last three weeks, I have not been optimistic. I was like, nothing's going well. <laughs> so I left the weekend optimistic. So I'm optimistic going into this race. I'm looking forward to it. I, and I think we're just going to give it everything we got to see kind of where things are. And hopefully, you know, this, uh, the blood mark, blood markers, the testing with inside tracker on Thursday gives me a little bit clearer idea if some of these other things are that I've had issues with in the past, um, if they are kind of causing how I'm feeling or the other pieces is the heat. We've talked about it, right? The heat's brutal mm -hmm. and maybe that's just making it so that I'm have not recovering as well and making it harder for me to back up volume after volume after volume. And if that's the case, not sure how I'm going to do what I'm going to do for that. <laughs> <laughs> it takes a little. Um, with the blood stuff, though, I get how you're feeling when you say, like, luckily, unluckily, because a lot of times with blood testing, it's almost nice if there's something there because it gives us that immediate answer yes. and we know what we can do about it, whether it's take a supplement mm -hmm. or just like eat more of a certain type of food, whereas if our blood works normal, then you're still left with no answers, basically. Like, we know what it's not, but we still don't know what it is. I know. Um, that can almost be more frustrating than knowing what's wrong and having the exact answer. Exactly. I got done. I got it, and Brand Brandon was like, well, that's good. Those are good news. And I was like, no. <laughs> I wanted to know. <laughs> because, you know – I'm like, I'm, I know my body so well and something is off and I can't quite put a finger on it though. Again, I think the not having, so what I normally I do my, my, my work, my blood work, like through inside tracker, because it's super all encompassing, right? They, they get really detailed. And, and I did the, I, I purchased the like ultimate one, 
uh, which actually now like includes like like hormones like progesterone and uh, um, estrogen as as well, and it kind of gives you in, more into detail of these things. And but I didn't want to, I couldn't get that scheduled until this week. And after taking some days off and still feeling like garbage, I was like, something's wrong. I, I need I need some answers now. I can't wait till Thursday next week to. I got to get through this next this training blog. Like I I got I need some answers. And so I like found a lab here in, in, in out in West Phoenix that I had could pick and choose, but they didn't give like detailed descriptions of what it was. And so I got the anemia test, but the anemia test didn't have ferritin, which is super, super crucial to knowing if you actually are struggling with these pieces. So a lot of times people think, well, my, my iron is X, Y, Z, and that means I'm, I'm anemic, but it really is your ferritin levels. Because ferritin is what binds the iron to the hemoglobin and actually then transfers it to the body. So you could have normal iron, but your ferritin levels be low and you're going to really struggle. And that's where I normally am. So I, I, I normally have really low, I have very low ferritin levels. My last inside tracker test, my levels were good and they were at 30. And they're supposed to be, I think the low level that you're supposed to have is like 80 or maybe it's 120. I'm not sure. In my test before that one, my levels were at 12. So I I'm basically not utilizing any of the iron in my body at all. It's not going anywhere. So you're going to feel like garbage. And so I have a feeling that's where I'm, I'm at, but I don't know. And I don't want to just pump my body full of an iron supplement without knowing because then I could get too much iron in my body and then I feel like garbage too. So it's like... Well, hopefully you have some answers on Thursday and know kind of how to proceed yeah so we'll see um but yeah i'm excited to race this is a i've never done this one um it's a newer 70.3 i think it's it's is it the third year that they had it maybe um it's fast it's a downriver swim which is good for me <laughs> <laughs> and then it's a fairly flat bike with like one sharp punchy climb and a very flat run. Um, it's not supposed to be crazy hot. I mean, it is supposed to be hot. It's supposed to be like 90. But compared to what we are training and living in, that should, you know, it's going to be 60 degrees in the morning. And so, like. Oh, yeah. And you'll be done by the time it's 80, probably. Yeah. yeah I don't think it's supposed to be above like 75 or 80 until noon. So, it should be really good. So, part of me is like, okay. Fingers crossed that come down from the heat and my speed will show up because I haven't been touching numbers at all lately. And we're just going to trust in the fact that I've put the, again, like, kind of like what you said, you've, been, you've put the volume in and the speed will show up. So it's a good start list. Uh, it's got some, some solid names, but also some names that I like kind of have com been competing against, like in my own little range where I'm at. And I, so it's a, it's a good start list for me and it's challenging, but not too like crazy. And, um, yeah, my number is kind of mid pack, which is exciting. It is. Yeah. I think I'm ranked number 13 for the start list. Um, so the goal is to beat that number. I love um, it. I have full confidence you can do it. And I do think coming, like how people come down from altitude, you almost come down from heat. Like I think newer studies have shown that 
heat training actually has very similar effects as altitude training on performance. Yes. Um, so you can go from the 115 weather down to 90, 80, 70, and you're going to feel a huge difference. I mean, I remember last summer when I trained in Phoenix all year round, but then did a trip to Chicago, Lake Placid and Spokane kind of in August. And all of a sudden I felt like my training just clicked and I was able to hit numbers I hadn't in months just because yeah. of the difference in temperature. Yeah, that's right. I mean, I remember when you came so. to Spokane, your run, you were showing up like 20 to almost 40 seconds faster easily in your run. Yeah, if I remember easy. Correctly. Yeah. You do. Um, yeah. It was like 40 seconds per mile on just like my endurance runs on my speed stuff. I think we did a set of 800s and my 800s were like 20 to 30 seconds faster on each one than I had been all summer long. Um, so I, heat does make a big difference. So I have full confidence that your numbers will show up when you go to Oregon. Yeah, I believe they say they call heat training uh, the poor man's altitude. <laughs> so if you can't, like, they say that because, like, you know, a lot of professional athletes or these pro cyclists, they they go do these, like, training camps in, in Fontmormeau or St. Moritz or whatever it is. And if you can't afford to go spend three weeks in altitude – you can, you can, you can come to, come Phoenix. to Phoenix during the summer <laughs> when prices are cheap, because why would you want to be in 115 degree weather? Oh my gosh. It is so hot. It is definitely a different feel. Um, but I wish it was my kids. My kids don't notice it. Like the other day we were driving, <laughs> taking the golf cart back from the pool and Brandon and I were complaining because it was so hot. And Brandon goes to ask Skylar, do you think it's hot out? And Skylar goes, no, I think it's windy. <laughs> yeah i wish <laughs> as we're sitting there like melting <laughs> and he's like no nope i just think it's windy <laughs> so, oh god maybe i just need to adopt that attitude i don't know but no it is yeah. it is toasty um but i you know so hopefully that kind of shows up but yeah i'm excited i'm excited to race we've got what um, part Oh, go for it. What part of the race are you most excited for? Honestly, I think the bike. Um, kind of excited for the swim from a stance that my swimming has really improved recently, but my shoulder's been really bothering me again. So, you know, we're talking you similar. One thing to note is like a separated ish shoulder. Um, as I'm going on like 12 weeks of this thing bothering me. And it's a downriver swim, so I don't feel like that's really going to like showcase anything. I'm just got to get through it. So I'm really excited for the bike because we put in a huge, huge bike block these last eight to tw 10 weeks. Really focused, uh, really structured in management of like, I'm either doing zone two or I'm doing, I was doing like a really high end VO2 max, max work and raise, trying to really raise my ability to hold power over a 20 to 60 minute time frame. And I uh, definitely increased that by a decent amount. So I'm, yeah, and this is a flat course, which is a little bit of a bummer because I've really like loved, I love climbing, um, right? Like I got super excited when I went out and did that usury mountain pass because you could like climb for like, what is it like a six mile long climb or something? You just grind it out and yeah. it was a lot of, lot of fun for me. But so this will be really great to kind of test and see um, kind of how I'm, how I'm feeling, um, from if that, if the work that we've done really kind of paid off, 
if I feel like how I felt and today in my, my two hour session, I had two by 10 minutes at tempo effort and I was able to hold about 10 Watts over what I supposedly was able to and felt like amazing. So finger, if I feel that way, then should be good. So I'm, I'm very excited about the bike. I'd love to throw down a PR run. I'm like, so te- I'm teetering so close to being able to get like around that 122 range. And I'd really love to get after that. So that's kind of more I'm hoping to do. That would be awesome. Uh, with the work that you've put in, does that change your race strategy going into the race at all? Kind of. Mostly what really changes my race strategy is I've usually been somebody who, right, I always come out of the swim behind. It's just the way that I, you know, it's the way it is. So I, I get into this idea that I have to get on the bike and I have to start hammering away. But we've found that that when I'm somebody that tips really, really quickly from aerobic to lactate, like so LT1 into like LT3 almost, like my lactate levels go from aerobic, 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 aerobic to bam, I'm like overdone, overcooked. And so I have to manage that very more carefully. So I'm going to try to be more cautious about that and not overcook myself too early, which is what I have a tendency to do on the bike. I can handle it on the run, but I can't handle it on the bike. I have a, I, I burn through glycogen too quickly and then I don't flush, you know, I don't flush lactate fast, fast enough. Um, so that's kind of a big strategy that I'm going to utilize as not to stay more in that tempo effort um, at the beginning and then try to progress through and then be at those, those, those higher numbers um, later in the race versus at the beginning and then just pray that I can hold on. That's a big change that I'm going to have to focus on. Yeah. That makes sense. I look forward to following along on the tracker. Yeah. Should be a good day. Um, We've got a couple other athletes racing. We've got um, three. We've got uh, Brandy, Anna, and Debbie from the Warrior Take You team racing. So it'll be fun to have kind of a group of people down there racing um, alongside. It's always a lot of fun when we get to race with the team. And so should be a really good day. Working on, it is going to be a little bit white because I do said it was going to be warm. So I've been making sure I'm getting electrolytes in this week, you know, on top of managing the heat that we live in, but getting electrolytes in kind of this week and preloading those kind of throughout the whole, the week. And in, you know, one of the things that this race does similar to Texas, right? You remember how you had to walk from transition yeah, in Texas to yep. kind of do the same thing here. So you have to walk, it's about a 1.2 mile walk. So knowing, Hey, I have to do this walk long walk, um, from transition to the swim start. Um, especially cause it's just me going. So Brandon and the kids aren't going. And so I won't have like the ability to like have somebody drop me somewhere. I have to, I'm going to have to do the walk. So, okay. Knowing oh, I have to do this walk. So I need to make sure that I'm on top of maybe needing some extra calories in that time frame, and, uh, you know, having a banana or a bar or, and then sipping on electrolytes during that space so that, uh, we're not starting the swim kind of depleted will be, you know, kind of another key factor in managing it. Glad that's something you're thinking about because I feel like that's something that's easy to forget, but that walk 
like it's a mile walk you burn calories doing that walk yeah um, and it's definitely good that you're thinking about getting those calories back in and one thing that with that walk, like for anybody who maybe is racing Oregon and you're listening to this, I was chatting with one athlete and she's like, well, I'm, you know, I'll bring some flip-flops. And I said, well, it's a mile, 1.2 mile walk. That can be 20 to 40 minutes depending on uh, how you're walking. So if you are doing this race or are you ever doing a race where you have to do that kind of walk, definitely wear shoes. Don't wear flip-flops. There's no support in flip-flops. The, the chance that you maybe stub your toe too is, is higher, like something, do something stupid, um, yeah. create sore feet, overstress your Achilles in that space. Flip-flops have no support. So wear shoes if they're, if you don't have the ability to, you can put them in your morning bag um, or, you know, when you get down there, or if you don't find an old pair that you don't mind throwing away uh, and, walk in tennis shoes or running shoes so that you have support in that space and um that way you have you know that way you're not overstressing anything or risking anything so that's a big tip i think that's key for long walks absolutely <laughs> yeah so very good tip too yeah. And then we did get a question over uh, Instagram on what we do for race week nutrition. So what do we eat kind of race week? Um, and I, I know we've kind of touched on this in the past, but I've always figured, hey, we're doing a pre-race pre -race chat so we can kind of go over what we do a little bit um, before race. So like for uh, Coeur d'Alene, what did you eat before? How'd you manage it? The week of, I ate pretty normal start cutting out more fried foods, I guess. Um, yeah. Not that I eat a ton of fried foods in the first place, but um, and just a little more cognizant of that. And then the day before is the two days before I start kind of increasing electrolytes. Um, so I start alternating a bottle of water, a bottle of electrolytes, if I know it's going to be a hotter, sweatier race. Um, and then the day before I cut down on a good amount of fiber um, especially at dinner time, I eat no fiber and just go mashed potato or no, I usually go white rice, white rice and red meat. Um, yep. red meat, I know I'm a little anemic. So just that little extra iron. Um, also I just love steak. I really love steak. Yeah. Um, and then white rice is, it's a good, easy carb, um, that will kind of last till the morning. So yeah. that's what I do. I think that's perfect. Yeah, I think that's just, you kind of nailed the, the pieces there. It's kind of similar to what I do. Um, my only difference is I'm like a chicken, chicken and rice person the day before. Uh, but I usually try to increase my carbohydrates a couple days before because one of the misconceptions yeah. is that you need to carb load the night before. And while you do need to eat carbs the night before and you should eat you know, a decent amount of them, they don't actually get into your system and into your bloodstream in 24, less than 24 hours, right? Because usually you're going to be eating maybe around 6 p.m. You're going to be racing at 6 a.m. That's 12 hours. You're not going to absorb it fast enough. So you really want to increase your carbohydrates actually two to three days before and then eat fairly normal the rest of the time frame. I think, you know, and that's, that's when you then know that you'll have like topped off those glycogen stores um, and making sure that that's usable for the race. Um, and I think you're right, you know, avoiding fried foods and, you know, if it's, 
really, really heavy things. I always feel like I like to avoid race week, like anything that's going to feel, make me feel kind of heavy. I also like to top off my glycogen stores with cookies. So I eat more cookies. <laughs> I eat more cookies during race week than I do normally. <laughs> I yeah, feel like I'm I deserve really it. really ever too concerned. <laughs> yeah. I think during race week for me, it's more just like, I'll still eat all the desserts. It's more just making sure like I'm not ever skipping a meal during race week or ever yes. like skimping on a meal. Like each meal is like a full meal. I think I'm way more cognizant of that during race week than any other time. I am Especially too. for an Ironman. I think that's key. You actually hit on a good point there because I realized um, uh, I have like we're recording this podcast at 3.45 p.m. Pacific time and I've been in meetings since noon. So I had a two-hour meeting and then I had another meeting right after that. And I realized right in between those, I was like, oh my goodness, I haven't eaten lunch. And if it wasn't race week, I probably would have just grabbed a bar, honestly, and just eaten it. But I was like, crap, I need to go and I need to go eat something. So I went and made a sandwich and I ate a sandwich. And so yeah, it was a big cognizant like, oh crap, I haven't eaten. I should eat something. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Maybe. And I then Kayla, what do you eat? What do you eat morning of the race? Morning. I mentioned it. I don't know if you. Oh yeah. Morning of the race. Right? It kind of depends. Um, oatmeal usually because I can go to like a store and get like those cup, like, right. You can get those cups of oatmeal that you can just stick water into yeah. and stick in the microwave. Um, so I'll maybe do that. Uh, or if I don't have access to something like that, I'll eat a bagel with either cream cheese or peanut butter, depending on what I have. Um, and, and then I'll have a muffin usually like kind of a bigger muffin fast. Ooh. Yeah. Mostly because I started doing this cause it's I heard fast. it on a, on a podcast with somebody of the, how they said they just morning of their goal is just to get in carbohydrates and sugars basically that they can ingest quickly and gets into their bloodstream quickly. And a muffin is just simple sugars, pretty much. It's a simple, it's a simple carbohydrate. It's not like a complex carbohydrate. And so you're going to get it into your system quickly. And I love muffins. I love pastries. So I will eat some form of pastry, whether it's a scone or a muffin, maybe. And then I'll usually have a banana um, as I'm going to transition. And then in between, before I get in the water, I'll have like a packet of chews or a, I don't, I can't really do, I don't like to have goose because I eat. I eat them on the run like a gel. So I'll have a packet of shoes um, before I hop into the water. But I usually try to get around 600 calories minimum before in the morning if I can because I feel like that's a good number for me to ensure. And usually just easy stuff, stuff that you can force down. Um, one of the biggest things that people, right, nerves make it hard to eat. Most people, a lot of times people will just kind of give into that and they maybe they'll just pick at their food force your food into your system. It will benefit you down the road because race day nutrition isn't about fueling and increasing, like increasing your glycogen stores or anything like that. All race day nutrition is doing is preventing you from bonking. Basically it's, it's just maintaining the, the glycogen that you have in your system and, 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 the, and helping yourself to be able to utilize um, and create ATP. You're not actually increasing any of those things. So if you don't eat breakfast, you're already starting a deficit and you'll never catch up and that'll pay for that on the run. That's my number one tip. 
eat breakfast. So that's one of my number one. Well, I guess you can only really have one number one tip, but it's definitely in my top five tips. Right. <laughs> yes, definitely in the top five. And then the night before for me is like, I think similar to you, I eat rice and chicken or salmon sometimes um, if I, if I have access to it. And then, as I said, I like, I always get, treat myself to a really big cookie because again, goal is fast, simple carbohydrates that you're going to get into your system quickly. And cookies yeah. are the best. I love cookies. Specifically, whenever I'm at a race where there's a Whole Foods, I like their brown butter chocolate chip cookies. Those are good. Those oh, are good. So good. So good. I so love my main source. really anything with brown butter. Like just making some pasta noodles and browning some butter and putting the brown butter on some noodles with some Parmesan cheese. Mm. It's really good too. Yes. That sounds delicious. I'm hungry now. Just, <laughs> Officially. The brown, butter just add- <laughs> the brown butter just adds a little more flavor, you know? Yeah, really does. I've never actually done that where I've done brown butter and pasta, but I know Highly that recommend would be good. It. It's really good. Maybe that would actually get my kids to eat pasta if I did something like that. They don't eat pasta? No. Well, they'll eat mac and cheese, but what kid doesn't eat mac and cheese? Though, last night, the only thing they wanted was hot dogs. And they wouldn't even eat the hot dogs. And so, because they were too busy playing, and they ended up, Skylar ended up having four yogurts for dinner before bed. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Uh huh. That's right. That's what my kids eat. <laughs> Yogurt. <laughs> oh goodness. At least they're eating. Yeah. Yes. At least they're eating. Supposedly, I don't know. The other night he ate cheese for dinner, and that's all he would eat. So, don't ask me tips on how to feed children because I don't know how. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> Have a learn. My brother, who ate nothing for the first like five years of his life, eventually learned how to eat. So, and he's doing great, and he's a star hockey player. So, you know, he is. So it works out. You just you'll figure it out eventually. That's what I keep telling myself. Someday they'll learn to yeah. eat. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So, but yeah, excited for the race. I'm um, excited to race. Kind of kick off another set of set of racing here with this one, and then. Hopefully, uh, Mont Tremblant, if my body does, does, can handle it, um, I, I'd love to do, I'm, I'm planning on doing Mont Tremblant, but if there's something like really crazy with my blood work, you know, that I see this week that is saying, Hey, you're not just, you're not going to absorb training, then we'll have to skip it. But so right now that's the plan. And then, um, yeah, figure out the rest of the season from there. So it'd be nice to start racing again. I miss it. This is a long break for me. I bet. I'm sad that I'm like thinking now it will be July, August, September that I go without racing uh, now that I'm not doing ESAT nationals and I can't do mountain man with my work schedule. So yeah. that's going to be a long no race period. That's but a long It will make me too. even more excited for Kona, I think. So, you know, so you're right. You're right on this because normally like kind of get into this groove with racing and eventually it just, it almost becomes like, oh, just another race. Yay. Exciting. It's race week. I'm like really excited to race because it's been a while. It kind of makes the race week feel 
Although I don't know, it doesn't really feel like race week because I'm still here and I don't leave till Friday morning. <laughs> I don't, so it doesn't like, I, I'm not oh, sure that's if it a feels. Late departure for you. Yes. Yeah. Because I'm going without the kids. I just didn't, I just had a hard time with it. And it makes and sense. Yeah. Lodging was stupid expensive for some reason in the area. It was like $350 a night, which is ridiculous. <laughs> And to go down Thursday through Sunday, I just, I don't know, just couldn't quite justify it for this race. So it's a really quick turnaround. I fly in Friday morning and I fly out Sunday night. Very quick. Wow. Very fast turnaround. Um, but not going with, not the kids. And I just, at the time when I made the reservations, it made the most sense. So it doesn't really feel like race week because I'm just sitting here in my office and <laughs> <laughs> not going anywhere for a while still. Um, but it will. I think once I kind of get myself rolling, Thursday comes around and I'll need to pack and get ready to go because yeah. we're early in the morning and stuff. So it'll feel like race week. So um, yeah, but I'm excited to race. Ready for it. Be a lot of fun. I'm excited to track you. I get really into tracking. I'm like refreshing my phone like every minute because I don't. Like, even though I know it will give me an update when you're at the next mark, right. I still find myself <laughs> constantly refreshing. I do the same thing when I was when I was tracking you you guys for everybody for Coeur d'Alene. I would constantly be like, refresh, refresh. Why isn't she moving? Why isn't she moving? Oh, okay. That's why. There's no there's no marker. Okay. Calm down, Kayla. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think this one's being broadcasted. I don't know if it is. I don't think so. I don't think it's a big enough race um, to be broadcasted. So if you want to follow along, get to follow along on the Ironman tracker. That's yeah. I don't think it can, I don't think it's on Facebook watch or outside TV or anything. Not to my knowledge, at least, um, which is fine. I'm never on it anyways. Though maybe this time, right? We're thinking positive. We're reframing. We're going to be golden. We're going to be good. We're going to fight for Fight for some money. That's what I'm going to go do, try to do. Hell yeah. Yeah. I think I have to come in top six because it's not, does not, it doesn't have a huge pri price okay. first. So I think I have to come in top six to make any money at this one, which is a tall order. Okay, it's a good goal. I like it. It's a goal, right? And what we, we talk about here on this podcast, say oh, your yeah. goals out loud, right? That's how you manifest them. Say them out loud. So we're going to, we're going to say it out loud. I'm going to shoot for it. We're going to go for it and. What, we're going to give it everything we got. So awesome. Let's do it. Yeah, Kayla, well, let's go. Yeah. That's about what we got for today. It was just shorter, a little bit shorter here. Uh, I got to go pick up the kids from school. I promised Skylar I'd pick them up by four. I've got like six minutes to do that. <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, it's like a three-minute drive to go pick him up. But Okay. I'll um, go get him. Keep that promise. Yep. We'll go get him, and then uh, we will – be back next week with hopefully a good race recap and hopefully Aaron will be feeling a little bit better. We're sending everybody send healing fast, fast healing wishes to Aaron. She's going to be in Iowa Thank for a uh, hosting a race. So if you're racing her race. Yeah. So I work for, <laughs> it's not a race. It's, um, it's called Ragbri. It's an eight-day ride across Iowa event. So it's Ooh. in for Registers Annual. Registers Annual Great Re Registers Annual Great Bicycle Ride Across Iowa. So it's an eight-day bicycle ride across the state. Each day is 60 to 90 miles. 
Um, it's just basically a party on the bike. So it's supposed nice. to be a really fun event. I'm working it. Um, if for some reason you happen to be doing it, come by and say hi. Yeah, she'll be there. Awesome. That sounds fun. Yeah. You know. It's pretty cool. It's a really yeah. cool event. That's, that's exciting. Well, you'll have to tell us all about it. We'll catch up with it next week. Um, again, if you guys uh, want to send us questions, you can send it to www.wherefeettakeyou.com slash podcast or hit us up on Instagram. And yeah, again, the best way to support us right now is to share the podcast on social media. That way more people, we get a little bit more eyes and ears on it and get a little bit, um, yeah, share it out there. So thanks everybody who's been supporting us so far, listening, checking in each week. There have been, I've gotten a few messages of people that are like, this is my favorite part of the week, which whether they're lying to me or not, I don't know. But the fact that they say it to me is, makes me feel good. So (laughs) yeah. (laughs) Appreciate it. We appreciate it. And, uh, thanks for listening, everybody. And if you're going to be in Oregon, come say hi. I get in, Friday. So I'll be around Friday um, afternoon, kind of at the venue again on Saturday ish. um, And then obviously uh, on race day, but say hi. We'd love to see you. Yeah. Happy racing. Happy training. Get after it, everybody. See y'all next week.